it's time to take a deep breath. Whether you're driving or sitting back relaxing, please welcome Lexi and Michelle. Hello and welcome to A Deep Breath. My name's Lexi and I'm here with my friend Michelle. Hi, Lexi. <laughs> yeah, we've created in these uncertain times a space for others to feel anchored. That's our hope. That's why we're here. And we like to open our podcast with taking a deep inhale. And today, I wondered if we would do a breath prayer together from John chapter 14, verse 20. Breathing in and thinking to yourself, you are in me. And breathing out, I am in you. One more time. Breathing in, you are in me, and I am in you. Well, today we're talking about a really fun topic in my world and in Michelle's. <laughs> we're talking about journaling. I've kept a journal for many, many years. Even when I was a young child, I kept a diary. <laughs> and it is something I do probably every day, but not as a strict discipline. It's actually out of a lot of joy. So I'm excited for us to talk about this today. Something Michelle's been doing for a long time. How long, Michelle? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I didn't want to say the number because oh, okay. it makes me feel so... No, I do want to say it. 37 yeah. years of spiritual journaling, but diary, just like you, Lexi, a diary before that. Mm. Yep. It's well, been fun. That's cool. Like you, not in a strict sense, but just as a joy. As a joy. Most and of the time. And why does it bring us joy? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Wow, there's so many reasons. Um, boy, they're going to be throughout the podcast, but I think most of all, for me, it is a way to uh, stop mm. and bring awareness. It, it actually, just so one of the resistance things I hear from people is it's too slow. I don't like writing. Oh. My writing's slow. And, but hello, that's actually the point of it. Right. Slow down. <laughs> it's to slow down. Mm. What that am is I thinking? The point. What am I feeling? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we, without slowing down, that we can't foster that awareness. So uh, journaling is one of those practices that uh, creates a natural slowing down and brings awareness to what's going on in your life. Yeah. And uh, I think it's really important right now. So we wanted to bring to you like really practical reasons to journal right now. So maybe let's say this, if you are approaching this as like, oh, journaling, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, yeah. stop. I'm or hitting sure. stop. Like I hear yeah. people say, I should be journaling. Right. I should be journaling. And a longing that's there that I want to, yeah. but it feels like a chore. Mm -hmm. oh, that's not what we're offering no. today, is it? No. To that's... try on. Mm -mm. That's not it. I mean, sometimes, to to be honest, when you start a discipline, there's a little discipline to it. Right. Right. But I think if it's a good fit for you, and I believe it can be for many people, my personal experience with, as I work with people in journaling, is that they haven't found the right way. So they're okay. trying to do it like someone else. Mm. So you, you might think um, you don't like your writing. You don't want someone to read it, so you're worried about confidentiality. Right. You are worried about writing in complete phrases or editing your own spelling, oh. number of things. So yeah. 
here's, here's a few practical tips I'd give you. If you are worried about confidentiality, write, take a piece of scrap paper, journal, throw it away. Okay. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. If you're worried about editing, don't read it again. Again, just turn the page or just scrunch it up and throw it away. Yeah. If you're worried about um, just how your writing looks, I just say get over that. Mm -hmm. And it's just your journal. It's not a piece of art. Mm -hmm. If you just really don't like the practice of writing, maybe it even hurts your hand, then get a pen or a marker and start to doodle or color. Yeah. I We love to doodle pray, yeah. doodle journal, and doodle prayers, and that's another podcast, but it's totally a wonderful way to connect yeah. with God yes. that I think we see kids do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to do in church as I was a kid, just doodle mm-hmm. on like a bulletin or something. I mean, that can be a way to connect with God. That's why I find a lot of joy. Yeah. Because I connect with him through my journaling. Yeah. Um, as I'm coming to awareness with what I'm thinking and feeling as I'm writing, which I don't like my handwriting. I'm a horrible speller. <laughs> and when I look back over it, I'm like, what was I? <laughs> I didn't even complete that word. But that was not, it's not what it's about. In yeah. that moment for then, mm-hmm. I am connecting with him. And that brings me a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. I will say that I do look over and I will see connections. Yeah. That also brings me a lot of joy to see him answer prayer, Mm -hmm. to see the way he's working in my life, to see what he's been saying kind of all along. Right. Um, It brings me a lot of joy. And I have had those hangups. So I appreciate you bringing that up and helping to disperse some of that. I used to uh, take out my journals on my birthdays and read through a few of them. And sometimes, like, I had this inner embarrassment, like, oh, gosh, I was so immature. And mm. thank you, God, that I'm past that now. <laughs> Although, as you look at all the journals, there's, there's sort of these threads of, like, you're past it, but you're in a different phase. Ah, uh, yes. But I think that's part of the beauty of journaling is mm-hmm. it's a place where you can be real and raw yeah. with your thoughts. And, and yeah. that's kind of what we're going to – we want to actually share three benefits of journaling yeah. right now in this time as we're in a pandemic and there's so much going on, we have three different things we wanted to talk about. One is how you can use a journal to capture the events. So maybe if you are resistant to journaling, think about it as, all right, something is happening right now. And if you're anyway interested in history or a heritage for your kids, leaving them a legacy, my goodness, pick up an old notebook and start to write down some things. I recently talked to somebody who had never journaled, but was like, like you said, Lexi, I should journal. And I told her, you know, it's a really cool time to journal about what is going on in the world. And you know, what'd be really cool is to even note how your kids are responding, Mm. what your family life looks right now. Mm -hmm. Capture this moment in time, capture it. What, what world events, but also what, how it translates to your family and capture it for future generations. Yeah, it is a time capsule. Yeah. There's nothing like it that's come before. Mm-hmm. And to be able to, um, even if it was in list form, like if you're not right. enjoying like writing in a way that needs to be like flowery and yeah. you're not, it doesn't have to be even written like that. It could just be, this is what life looks like here in my home. This is what it looks like when I go out to the grocery store. Right? 
I'm glad you just said be that. bullets. Yeah, just make it little bullet form. I totally meant to say that. Mm -hmm. D don't get tripped up with the full sentences or writing a flowery paragraph. Yeah. Write a few phrases. Mm -hmm. Right, life right now is blank. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just start yeah. with that. Life right now is blank, and just write whatever words come to you. Yeah, oh, it's a good right now point. I feel blank. Mm -hmm. My kids are acting blank. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, a journal is a blank space that's right. to write in whatever comes to your that's mind. That's right. That's right. So that's the capture the events. Now, the second way is probably my favorite. It's really most of the time why I'm journaling, although I mix it all up together. My journal right now is like ADD for sure. <laughs> I will go from one moment to like, I feel like this today to here's what's happening in the world to I think I'm going to go crazy. You know, it's like the mental yeah. health part of it. It's just all over the place. And that's okay because that's my journal. Yeah, it's your journal. <laughs> so it's a safe place. Yeah. Um, as a spiritual practice, usually we link spiritual practices to a desire. And in the case of journaling, which is a real live spiritual practice, it's in a spiritual practice handbook, that desire that we're acknowledging is the desire to be alert to my life through writing and reflecting on God's presence and activity in, around, and mm -hmm. through me. Yeah. So it's a really is a practice in awareness in reflection, which is why it needs to slow you down so that you can actually pause to do those things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the reflecting part that causes you to be present, mm -hmm. you know, present to his presence. And we're not always doing that. And journaling really makes you do that. And there's times when I'll write something and, I'll, and it will be an aha. It'll yeah. be like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't maybe necessarily have been there mm -hmm. if I hadn't been reflecting in his presence For and sure. writing. Yep. I love that. I love that it's also, you've listed a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. That's something that has been woven in mine, in my all over the place. Yeah. My journal looks like a lot of things too, recording things. I've mm -hmm. had three birthdays. Three of my kids have had birthdays during this quarantine time. Ooh. 15, 13, and 10. And I'll kind of seem, maybe everything seems epic right now. I don't know, but recording that. Mm -hmm. um, but then I've also been listing things that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. It's just woven in there. It's not necessarily dedicated to that. But that's a great place maybe for some people to start too. Yeah, gratitude is it. often the first type of journal mm -hmm. that people can really grasp because yeah. I think it lends itself to the bullet points. Yes. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm grateful listing, for listing. Mm -hmm. and then list. Mm -hmm. I, I recently heard a podcast about the dance partners of grief and gratitude. Mm. So we are in a time where we're experiencing grief. Wow. So what if you had two columns on a page, it's a really yeah. practical way to do it, and you wrote what you yeah. were grieving, yeah. but on the other side, you wrote something yeah. that you could be grateful for in this time. And I think the two mm. can be really beautiful dance partners. I'm literally writing it down. <laughs> because yeah, I like that's it. part of us being able to be really honest with where we're at and not maybe get sunk by the grief, but mm -hmm. also don't Pollyanna our way right. out and hold both. Right. And writing it down and seeing it actually makes us more maybe um, aware that, oh, I can have both. It doesn't have to be one or the, or the mm -hmm. other. Because mm -hmm. I'm literally writing down things that I really mean right now. I am sad about this loss, 
but I'm also really grateful for these things yeah. at the same time. Yes, mm -hmm. it is a paradox. And I think we will see as we do that how they can dance together. They can dance together. Yeah. That's what he said in the podcast. Um, like you know, one another hang-up that I think people have is I, I don't want to keep a journal because I'm not sounding spiritual enough. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like, ugh, me. What? And what does let, that even mean? <laughs> let me encourage you with this. Once mm. again, there you can't really compare. It's not like no. Lexi and I get out our journals and say, hey, you well, read no. mine. I, we're not comparing journals. No. So this is a place where you get to be your true self and yeah. let it all out. Yeah. So sometimes, like... Like Lexi, I approach my journaling nearly every day, not because I have to, but because I'm like, oh, it's good. It's time to like just put some thoughts down. And so one day I might write a prayer mm -hmm. and it might, I don't even intend to, it just flows yeah. out. One day I might just rewrite a psalm yeah, or a verse. I do that too. Yeah, because I'm reading and that verse stands out. I just rewrite it. If I want to go a little further, I take colored pens and yeah. doodle <laughs> like this word stands out to me hope and mm. so I'll color around it or whatever but I never really put pressure on myself as to how much no. to write mm -mm. what it needs to look like it might flow from paragraphs to one word to I bullet know. points yeah. this the the main thing you can actually use it for an intercession as well like putting someone's name and doodling around it um yeah, but I've done that too yeah the big thing is Become aware of your phases and stages of your own personal pilgrimage. That's what spiritually journaling, spiritual journaling, we'll call it. Yeah. Which also sounds a little overwhelming. But it, it's really for two, three words, connecting with God. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. So if you're writing to God how you feel, you might all of a sudden feel him say one word and you write it down. Like anything can happen when you've got your pen yeah. in your hand and you're listening to him. And that is yeah. where I find the joy yeah. of journaling. Yeah, same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So moving on to the third reason to journal, and that would be for mental health. So I use my journal as my free and available counselor. Yeah, me <laughs> Because too. if you're, ha one of the big ways, if I'm having a relationship issue, yeah. We'll just leave it at that <laughs> with whoever. Unnamed. <laughs> Unnamed people. I love to process it in my journal. Because like you said, Lexi, that's where like all of a sudden I have this aha moment. Even as I'm writing like, oh, it's really about that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's like when you're with the counselor and you're talking something out. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing in your journal. You are talking it out with yourself essentially, but you're inviting God into the process. Right, right. So you, I have a lot of aha moments yeah. where um, even when I have fears or decisions that I'm trying oh, yeah. to make and mm -hmm. I'm writing the, the pros and the cons or, and I'm just venting as no repercussions are going to yeah. happen to me venting about how horrible a person is mm -hmm. when I'm venting in my journal. Right. right? So yeah. there's so many reasons for mental health that I need my journaling. And I, let me just say this. There was one point. So I said I've journaled 37 years. Mm -hmm. There was one part of my life, and I, I want to go back and look at how long it was, but I was in a spiritually hard, dry, mm -hmm. and I would say probably sinful place in my life where I was kind of resisting the Holy Spirit, and I did not journal very much. Yeah. And I regret it. Because I think it was then more than ever that I actually needed to journal. But I was also at that point um, scared that it would be read. It yeah. felt like a really vulnerable thing yeah. because Not of safe. where. 
Yeah, it didn't feel safe at that time. But had I known that tip to scrunch it up and throw it, away, throw it away, burn it, then yeah. I would have. But because that's the type we're talking about. We're talking about the mental health or capturing. It's not capturing the events. It's the difference. The capturing the events you're putting for like, you yeah. know, future to look at whether it's you or someone else. Different. And totally this different. you're talking about mm-hmm. just getting it out, mm-hmm. processing what is going on, a safe place to actually mm-hmm. download somewhere. But it doesn't have to remain. It could be burned up. Mm -hmm. It could be trashed. But the work that you've done to bring it up, bring it to light. Yeah. Right? That exposure. And know that God is with you and holding it. Mm -hmm. And then getting rid of it, that is very different from we're talking about like stacks of journals and keeping it for... Yeah, it's different. But so important. And um, just like a counselor would be, this is a safe place. That yeah. could be a safe place. It actually works really brilliantly when you're in counseling to journal to as well. Journal to there too. Yeah. I'll say the season that I didn't journal very much at all was when my kids were really small. Mm-hmm. And so if any of our listeners have yeah. um, lo- young ones, um, have multiple young mm-hmm. ones, um, let it go. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, there were times that I really wanted to journal to capture, um, the mm-hmm. season that I was in and that was, it was just hit and miss because life was yeah. just so constant. And there were times that I did feel, um, the longing and then right behind it was guilt that I wasn't engaging the Lord with yeah. journaling, but I just honestly, there wasn't time. We well, have so time. many things you want to do when you're oh, in that man. stage of life yeah. that that's just one extra thing to hang on. But, yeah. but you could approach it in a binge way. Mm-hmm. So you get, I a, did. You get I a few hours. Awesome. When I look at those journals, it's maybe one journal right, right. for like a couple, oh, years, oh, a couple years, actually. No, really. Cause there, I had, I had them also <laughs> five of them so close together. So yeah. I have, but now I have a journal of like per month. Right, right. You're in a different place. In a different place. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to be, mm-hmm. bring that out because we've been talking about mom guilt and we want to make sure. We don't want to heap some more on you. Any of our <laughs> listeners that think that this would be, oh, that's a great idea. And Burn. then you realize I actually don't have the space. Mm-hmm. Just let that go. And, yeah. and what Michelle said, that's absolutely what I did. I would binge it. Mm-hmm. You could see these chunks of time where I had okay, now I can sit before the Lord and process some things that are going on or for that solidarity of capturing the moments of where my kids were at and where my mothering journey was at. Sometimes when you're a a busy mom or you're not having the time to journal and you get like a little space of time where someone says, okay, your husband or whoever, I've got your kids, you go and you run to the beach and then you go, now what do I do? Always take your journal with you. Then you could write for just even a couple of paragraphs. So just take it with you. You never know. I think that's really good (laughs) because I do hear that from moms. Now what am I going to do? I'm like, isn't that funny? Like you've been wanting all this time and then, yeah, I don't know what to do with myself. Yes. Journaling is Mm -hmm. a great great thing to consider we don't not have, have to just we also have it can't be in the presence of our girlfriends right now yeah we still can talk to them a little bit but your journal can really fill us a void there as well mm-hmm. i think until mm-hmm. we can be back together yeah, it's not quite the same <laughs> no yeah. yeah so those yeah. are our three reasons three and reasons. we and once again invite you to just try it on try it on try any one of these three try even just a simple gratitude mm-hmm. piece of paper later today yeah write some bullet points yeah. and maybe what you're grieving what you're grateful for throw it in the trash if you want yeah that's right <laughs> don't have to keep it yeah but we do it's it's always our hope as we've inviting you into our conversation that you will fall in love with it like mm-hmm. we have 
It's become an invaluable tool to my connecting with God and my spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. Like one of the top things. You're here. Yeah, me too. Well, in closing, I just wanted to pray for you all. And pray this verse over us. It's from Psalm 40, verse 11, the Passion Translation. So, Lord, don't hold back your love or withhold your tender mercies from me. Keep me in your truth and let your compassion overflow to me no matter what I face. Father, I pray in this season, this pandemic season, that we would tether ourselves to you and anchor ourselves to your truth. And that this option of doing that through journaling would be something that would bring joy and delight, freedom, and just another chance to experience you in your presence. I bless our listeners. I bless my friend Michelle. We love you, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. Bye, Michelle. Bye, Lexi. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find us on your favorite social media platform. Subscribe to listen in next time. And don't forget to take a deep breath. Welcome, friends, to the podcast called A Deep Breath. I'm here with my friend Lexi. Hey, Michelle. Hi, friends. So we're so excited to be with you today. Thank you for joining us, and especially if this is your first time to listen in, well, we welcome you. Welcome. And we welcome our friends who are always here with us as well. We're grateful for you. So before we jump in today, I wonder if you would take a deep breath with me, as we like to do on this podcast. And let me just give you a a reason why we do that. So we never expected to, when we started this podcast, to still be in COVID-19 in July and and really actively in it. And we started this podcast at the beginning of the virus in March. And we started it because we wondered what we could do to make a difference and of course our schedules were more open but we we wanted to help our friends we wanted to have a voice and so this is why we started this podcast and the other thing that I think is valuable to know here is that we both value space for our soul and so we wanted to create a place where you could pause with us and just breathe yeah and just notice what was happening and so that's why we start our podcast with a deep breath it's a it's a way of becoming centered and just saying here we are god here we are so go ahead and take that nice big inhale with me really fill up your lungs and on your exhale would you let it be nice slow and long as you feel your spine round you blow all the excess air out of your belly And essentially, we say, here we are. You may not have another chance to do that today, so we cherish these moments Mm -hmm. where we get to take that pause and that breath. And so, with that, we jump into today's subject, which is really directly related 
as we always try to stay pretty much, to being in a time that is like no other. I think we can still say we're all beginners. Yeah. We're all learning. Yeah. Um, not only do we have pandemic, but we have um, social uh, injustices rising up. We have so many things going on. And this is, um, it's a crazy time to navigate. And I don't think anybody has it all figured out. That's why we're here. We're not here to figure it out, by the way. No. We are here to ask some questions yeah, and right. explore. Oh, I'd love to figure it out. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, but we, but we know better, don't we, Michelle? Yeah. That's, yes. That's why we ask each other a lot of questions. We ask God questions. Mm-hmm. And what I see is that human nature is so adaptable. So on some levels, mm-hmm. I would say I've adapted to this way of life. For sure, yeah. Yeah, my kids have, um, our church has, like we, we've adapted. And I've heard somebody say, I don't want you to call it the new normal. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, <laughs> me either, because no. I really don't want this to be normal no. for longer. But here we are in July, it's July 1st. Can you believe it? Yeah. And it is what's happened that this is where we are. In King County, we're still not even phase mm-hmm. two. So social distancing, masked, trying to keep it home as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Life is still restricted and different, and it may well be for a while. And so on some levels, I've adapted. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you've adapted well, you've, to some things? I've adapted about the way I did when I had a newborn. You mm-hmm. adapt about the time you do. They change it on you. So Dang, that's they, a good right? example. So you adapt, yeah. but you're still on edge because yes. as soon as you get the new routine, they change it up on you again. Okay, well then I think that rolls right into what we yeah. want to talk about is the pressure cooker that we're in. Right. Right? Because we are on edge. I'm waiting for mm-hmm. the next change. Mm-hmm. I hear Snohomish County might be coming back from phase two and so you're just waiting for like okay when does that get to change again and going backwards is mm-hmm. how does that make you feel sad sad yeah angry sad. yeah <laughs> disappointed frustrated mm-hmm. um feels like again life is out of our hands yeah so all of those ingredients i've been contemplating how it's like that phrase we use it's a pressure cooker mm-hmm. well, why do we use that phrase well I was thinking about our Instapot yeah. and how much you and I like our Instapot. Love our Instapot. Little plug for our yeah. recipes. You can still get our fun recipes for for free. Yes. Yeah, we'll put a link to remind you. Yes, we will. Mm-hmm. So our Instapot, many, yeah. many a woman has that in her kitchen now. Not that many. If you don't know what it is, it's a pressure cooker. It's a pressure a cooker. A modern pressure yeah. cooker. It's a good one. Yeah. It works great. Yeah. And it cooks up amazing amazing all kinds of things Mm -hmm. michelle even does her hard-boiled eggs Mm -hmm. in there four minutes done that's amazing (laughs) but why the phrase pressure cooker in the negative sense would be because things are building up pressure's building up and then what can happen that is disastrous is it blows its lid Right. right. That's also that phrase. You know, blow your lid. Flip your lid, blow your lid. That's why some people won't use the pressure, the instant pot. They're afraid They're of afraid the blowing of, of the lid. They're afraid of it. Who likes that? So it's much pressure. It is, yeah. <laughs> dangerous. So dangerous. <laughs> so dangerous. Yeah. So if we think about that in the way of what we're living in as mm-hmm. a pressure cooker, it can be dangerous when it comes mm-hmm. to tamping down our emotions. So much going mm-hmm. on and we're not maybe paying attention because of the way that we are adapting to some level Mm -hmm. this is the new normal just get on with it this is what I need to 
do to make it us survive, right? Mm -hmm. But what I'm going to suggest, because this is what I've been needing to do in my own life, is to name. Mm -hmm. To start with that. To just name it. To not just go along as if nothing has changed and act like nothing has nothing has taken place or or I'm just okay now this is what it is and we're fine yeah so naming because that brings to awareness Mm -hmm. what am I actually feeling Mm -hmm. stress anxiety worry then I can ask myself the next question what what am I stressed about what am I feeling anxious about what what you brought up about the new the infant's face that's such a great picture because I don't know if I would have brought that forward uh, as the way I could describe, oh, that's what I, yeah, is as soon as I have got this down, mm-hmm. things change. No wonder we're not sleeping well, too. Mm. <laughs> it's like the infant stage. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> yeah, there is so much um, coming at us. I, I was just identifying even that uh, my brain is just so scattered, mm-hmm. and so much is coming up, and here's here's what I'm dealing with is um can can I even carve out the time to pause and reflect so you're talking about naming well I've got to stop and and do that work of naming it's not going to automatically happen so that in itself is hard right? right um but when I do I find that everything becomes a little clearer I do get to just say okay so it's not the end of the world here, mm-hmm. but but it does keep me from erupting and just going sideways on somebody who doesn't deserve it. Probably right. someone in my house, um, because it is going to blow if I keep. And I'm by nature a person who keeps things inside and also does not easily identify my feelings mm-hmm. and my emotions, particularly. And so, to name them is a practice I'm still working on. Yeah, I'm. I'm often right now just even confused by the amount of feeling so one moment Mm -hmm. you identify grief but the next moment you're giddy happy because oh I got to go to my favorite store or something and it's just like the emotions are all over the map and I'm uncomfortable with that (laughs) I'm just gonna say I'm not comfortable with that but once again I go back to the fact that no one has ever lived or I've never lived through right. a pandemic before. Right. So I'm a beginner. I don't I'm know how it's supposed to look. Of yeah. course, I, I, this is not normal because I've never been here before. No one I'm living with on the planet has ever been through it before. Yeah, there's no ex- experts way. to help us through no. this. So no. how do we get through it? And I think you bring up a great point that I think a lot of us are uncomfortable because it feels like big mood swings or it feels mm-hmm. just like, can't I just get stable? Yeah. And I wonder, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm right, but I wonder if some of that is because we have labeled some emotions good and bad. Yeah. Um, and the bad ones we want to get over really quickly. So true. If not ignore. <laughs> For sure. Right? Anger, frustration. We, we I t- t- typically label that bad mm-hmm. I do. we don't know how to be with it right so it's easier to not even name it mm-hmm. yeah um so some of the work of naming of why you do it is even to just get comfortable with the fact that i am a paradox mm. there are these dichotomies of being able to say to you today 
I'm anxious, but I'm also really happy to be here with you. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that takes some practice for some of us to be able to just be comfortable that, okay, if I look inward, if I named how I felt, those things don't seem to go together, but they're both there. Yeah. Or the legion of feelings are there. It kind of does go back to the pressure cooker. So you've got all these Mm -hmm. lovely ingredients in the pressure cooker. And some people, I I thought before I got one that, okay, this is going to taste like mush, like crockpots can, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they're just going to all stew in there and everything's going to taste the same. But I read a chef say that actually because of the way that it's cooking and coming up to temperature, the flavors are going to be more pronounced and they're all going to stay in the pot. Yeah. And not to mention the meat can cook so fast. Yeah. And you think, well, that should be dried out, but it's quite no, the opposite. Yeah. And so you've got both the kind of the bad parts of the pressure cooker that you're thinking this thing is going to blow if I don't operate it correctly you know and then but there's also the nutrients that are stewing together and they're creating something so there's a there's a both and Mm -hmm. same yep but on our pressure cooker in our instapot there's a release valve yay right yeah so so that it's safe yes so when our time is up our short amount of time that Mm -hmm. our food is cooked in Mm -hmm. there you can't just open the lid, and there is a safety on it mm-hmm. that you can't just open the lid. There's some spiritual connotations in there, guys. <laughs> you can't just open the lid. You need a release valve. Mm. So our question to each other mm-hmm. and to those listening is, what's your release valve? So you know, maybe step one is to name and become aware that you have some different ingredients brewing, mm-hmm. some things that are a paradox. Maybe there are things about COVID you're actually enjoying, like the slowed down pace. Mm-hmm. I've talked to some people that are anxious about the speed picking back up because they've really enjoyed it. I am. I'm a little anxious about it. Even this week, yeah. I'm thinking, ah, oh, ooh, I'm a little yeah. too busy again. Yeah, and don't ignore that, right? Like, right. Would, I think that some of us are like, oh, I shouldn't feel anxious about that. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. But if you just brush that off, you just totally dishonored something mm-hmm. that is coming up naturally within that maybe you could just at least name mm-hmm. and ask the question. The next question would be, what, what's causing me anxiety about that? Mm-hmm. And then when we ask that question, then we can make some choices. Yeah. Yep. We're maybe not caught in some of those loops that we feel stuck in. Mm-hmm. So a release valve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Release valve. Would be a way to have a release valve? Cho- I think you've just named one of them is having the choice to say, I don't need to do this or that. Or, or even just to ask the questions. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the ways that, um, to go back to that pause, is that's where we need a pause. That's where a good soul friend comes in mm-hmm. handy. Someone who can ask you a good question. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk more about that soon. Yes, yeah. Because that is so important. Um, the, the schedule picking up, the reason it brings anxiety up in me is that my soul has felt in a pretty good place because... I've not been too busy. Yeah. So now my, the anxious part of me really says, I feel fragmented because mm. now my soul is not getting fed the way that it was. Yeah. The way that I didn't know was possible until you stripped my schedule away. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, some new things have come up. Right? So, yeah, for both. I mean, the podcast, like we said, yeah, this wouldn't be here without COVID. Right. It, it made space for us to do this together. Yeah. To connect with people across... Mm-hmm. Um, both of our circles of friends and beyond, and there are good ingredients in mm-hmm. there, yeah, right. 
and this has been a really spell for me to be able to use my voice, my creativity. Mm-hmm. This has been a great release valve for me. Thank you, friend. Yeah, thank you. It's been so fun mm-hmm. to do it with you. So that's our question. That's our question. What's maybe your release valve? And we may be doing a next episode on some more ideas mm-hmm. for a release valve about caring for your soul. Something that's really near and dear to us is probably like one of the underlying things I would say in our entire podcast is soul care. Mm-hmm. The why we do. Yep. Yeah. Why we do what we do. And so, um, yeah, I, I think what you said, Michelle, that's super important besides this question about release valve mm-hmm. is that to remember we're beginners at it. Yeah. I think it's really key. Yeah. We're not experts in this season of COVID pandemic racial tension and I think there's also for me a uh, a tendency to want to rush through the hard stuff and say oh we're almost out but we're not we're not case in point one of my pressure cooker things is the mask wearing thing I'm just Mm -hmm. gonna be honest Mm -hmm. so I have a daughter with special needs so she doesn't want to wear the mask for many reasons and doesn't understand the law that I mean, like it was like trying to get her to wear a seatbelt. It's the law. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. And so I have to like think about going to the store, and I never did before. Like, well, in COVID hit, I did have to think about going to the store, and you rarely went, right? So now I'm sort of back to going to the store maybe once a week. But now it was like, do I take her? Do I not take her? Do I risk people giving me dirty looks? Do I have to whip something out of my purse saying? Okay, if you have autism or asthma or da da, you don't have to wear the mask. It's it's uncomfortable, yeah. and it adds so much stress to my life that I think I've been. Mm. I hadn't named it mm-hmm. until just a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh boy, that's an underlying yeah. stress. I've never had it before. I don't know how to navigate it. Right. And if I don't do something about it, if I don't find a release yeah. valve, somebody's, yeah. somebody's going to hear it. Yeah. Probably the next person who calls me out in the store yes. is going to yes. hear it. Take that mask off. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that, I guess we always try to grasp onto an anchor in every episode. So take a look at your life as we're doing with ours. Find a release valve and we'll, we'll just have more on that coming up in our next episode. But we're grateful to have this conversation with you guys. As always, we'd like to leave you with a blessing. Pretty short and easy one today, but we love it. So friends, may the three Christian graces of faith, hope, and love be more and more formed within you until all you do and say brings honor to Jesus and his gospel. So we've really enjoyed our time with you today, friends. Thanks, Lexi, for this discussion. It's been fun. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. Have a great day, friends. Bye, friends. See you soon. Hi, friends. Welcome to, you, to A Deep Breath, episode number 17. I'm here with my friend, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Lexi. Hi, friends. Today, I'd like to start us with a scripture and then our deep breath. From John 7, verses 37 and 38 from the Passion Translation. Then on the most important day of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, All you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. 
will weave in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scriptures say. Would you take a deep breath with us and inhale, thinking about that breath being a deep drink of what Jesus' living waters are. And as you breathe out, I invite you to consider breathing out those spaces of unbelief, distrust, maybe your pain, but you're breathing them out into his presence. Breathing in the life of Christ. One of the things we've noticed in COVID, as is any time, but maybe it's a little bit hotter right now, <laughs> is that we need to take care of our soul. And Michelle and I have been discussing the difference between self-care and soul care. Yeah. There is a difference. And sometimes they look really similar. Mm-hmm. But maybe the reasons, the motivation, the heart behind it mm-hmm. are different. Yeah. And we, we like to bring to you guys for discussion what we've been hearing our friends say and, and our people. And our yeah. people are saying, mostly they're saying, I need self-care. Yeah. I've got to carve out time for self-care, which is we're not denying that yeah. self-care is super important. Yeah. And we're just trying to look at what is the difference between, and I think that they can be merged together sometimes. Take, for instance, a simple walk. Yeah, maybe I need to go for a walk to um, hit mm. my release valve yeah, in the pressure cooker, yeah. as we talked release about in our valve. last yeah, episode. That's right. And or I'm doing it for exercise, oh, yeah. which is purely self care. But when I start to walk and I'm walking with God, right. and we're talking, mm-hmm. I've moved my self care to soul care. Right. It's just a simple example. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Well, I think of moms needing to go take care of their hair or. Yes. Um, one of my sister's favorite things is to go to the acupuncturist and it is, mm. it's a retreat for her Yeah, to go Same. there is to do self care, mm-hmm. but I think it's also a soul care cause she gets mm-hmm. to have time away. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we definitely need both in these times. So there's no denying that. Uh, I think for deep breath podcast for Lexi and I, one of our foundational things, one of the things that brings us together as friends is soul care yeah, and being soul friends, which we intend to talk about more as well. And what you're like, some of you are like, what is a soul friend? You know, it's like, I have friends. <laughs> Maybe they know my soul, but it, we'll get into that. But a soul friend is that they're a person that gets your soul and that you can just blurt things yeah. too and not be judged and not be criticized. But foundational to Deep Breath podcast is the idea that our soul needs care and whether that's that's done in many numerous ways. So mm-hmm. I'm just listing friends as one of them. Right. But with with if your soul is not nurtured, that deep drink of water, I'm, I'm just going to say the rest of you falls apart. Mm-hmm. The rest of you falls mm-hmm. apart. Whereas if you put self-care first, mm-hmm. I find self-care necessary definitely needing to get my hair done recently (laughs) and numerous other things but it like going to the dentist is self-care yeah Yeah. now if i if i just focus on self-care but i do not work on soul care self-care to me is very short-lived 
for oh, the yeah. satisfaction. Mm-hmm. It just fills me up a little bit, but it's not like soul care and like that deep mm-hmm. drink of refreshing water. Right. So let's talk about us going to do our little tiny shopping yeah. excursions that mm-hmm. maybe sound like uh-huh. self-care because shopping to me, mm-hmm. I'll just be really honest, like mm-hmm. it sounds shallow. Yeah. It sounds, <laughs> I went and shopping. I'm not a real shopper. I'm not a good shopper. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I had been wanting to get new tea towels. So with my sourdough bread that I've been baking once a week Mm -hmm. and the way that it's encouraged to ferment it, it says our our sourdough sensei is actually Irish, so (laughs) he will say to tuck it in, tuck it in. (laughs) That was horrible. (laughs) So um, I I wanted new ones. I just wanted to make this beautiful bread with new beautiful towels. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is a splurge for me because I'm really practical about money and I don't, I don't do those kind of things. But a store that I do like opened up again. So I was shopping in there and mm-hmm. I found these cute tea towels on clearance. Yay. Two of them for three fifty. Bonus. And it wasn't just practical. It brings me so much joy mm-hmm. seeing them hanging there on my stove, knowing that my bread is going to be tucked in. <laughs> Good accent. <laughs> Good, yeah, okay. Um, under pressure, I feel like I'm butchering it. If I was just in my home, I think I could kill it. Um, <laughs> of course. So that was one of the ways that actually delighted me, mm-hmm. something that I had desired to have. And I know that it seems maybe small, but those mm-hmm. small things matter right now. They really do. Actually, I'm kind of clinging to some small things lately. I had this similar experience. I was, first of all, a store, I have a... I love to go regularly reopened. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's go, Abby. And so we go. I'm looking for a certain p- thing, but I come out with a whole bunch of stuff. But <laughs> one of them that it is this little blue vase that's not, it's not very big. And I have a lot of vases. And I actually try to purge them regularly. But I do have a lot of flowers that yeah. grow in my yard. Yeah. And I love to bring them in the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the beauty of summer mm-hmm. to me. Totally Fresh cool. cut flowers every other day. And so I don't really have the right vases for it. And I saw this blue one. I'm delighting in blue right now. Picked it up. Didn't even think about it. Put it in the cart. And I I never really knew how much joy that was going to bring me. But I was surprised by it. I was delighted yeah. by the amount of joy that yeah. this $2 vase, because yeah. I had a coupon, could bring me. <laughs> and I literally cut my flowers and then I move it from room to room, wherever I'm working or sitting, it comes with me. Oh, I love that it goes with you. <laughs> yeah, it's my little. It's a little it special kiss from the Holy yeah. Spirit to me, I think. And so, yeah, it's a little thing. So, to me, it, it actually really does feed my soul. And sometimes the shopping part doesn't, but it's the sometimes the treasure hunt. Yeah, treasure hunt. Treasure yeah, hunt. that's what I found too. Because yeah. even though I don't really enjoy shopping, I do like this store, and I love the treasures. I love finding things. So I don't want to say that we're. Hopefully coming across, it's not like you need to go out and buy something. Yeah. <laughs> Care of your soul. Yes, yes. Uh, these are just examples that came mm-hmm. to us really recently. Um, because part of the soul care in COVID was to even have this unique experience. Now that it's calling it unique is weird, but unique experience of being mm-hmm. able to go uh, to a store. Because mm-hmm. that hadn't been possible. Yeah. So even that. Even that. So beyond... You know, buying little vases and, and tea towels. Mm-hmm. Soul care can also be, what, Michelle? What are some of your favorites? You mentioned walking. 
Yeah, I connect with God very well when I'm moving and and in the outdoors. Mm -hmm. Probably my very favorite way for soul care is to be on the water. Yes. It's so refreshing to me. on but your paddleboard, your yeah. setboard. Somebody had it said. Stand up paddle something. Yes, somebody asked me, how's your setboard? And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yes, I have seen setboard. Okay. You're new to the setboard. I'm new, I'm new. Well, Love there's it, something, it's always since childhood, though, that I have mm-hmm. felt God's presence on the water. And if I'm alone, particularly, and I'm just, I lay on my board, that's why I love the board, and I just look at the water, and oh, I, f- I hear him speak. I feel his presence. I can feel filled up from that for days. Mm-hmm. Um, I, journaling to me, and we've talked about that before, is a way for me to feed my mm-hmm. soul because it, it causes me to pause. So the work of writing is work, right? Yeah. But it makes you sit down. Yeah. It makes you pause. It makes you ask some questions and feel what you're going to feel. Yeah. And that's, that's soul care. Any way that I can interact with God um, is soul care. Um, I had a, a really wonderful little phrase that identifies the difference pretty clearly between soul care and self-care. So soul care would be following what Jesus is inviting you to for that day. Maybe it's for that hour. Uh, what What's he inviting you to? Mm. So one day, you know, I can't paddleboard every day. Right. Shoot. So, yeah, shoot. you know, every day, I'd say even every hour, that might look different. But that's part of practicing the presence of God, that phrase that people use is, all right, what are you inviting me to right now? Right. What can you and I do together? Yeah. And that, that's soul care. That's so good. Yeah. And I, I immediately have my example of when I'm like, when I heard what he said and I was like, mm, no, <laughs> to be lazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, that's what I felt that he was inviting me to mm-hmm. and that I actually needed that things have been stressful. There's been a lot going on in our home. And I felt like the invitation was to be lazy. Did you fight with him over I for a little bit? I thought about it <laughs> yeah. because lazy's like naughty. Like that's not allowed. It's a bad word it's to me. It's a bad word to mm-hmm. me too. You and I share that yeah. same um, resistance to being unproductive. And I don't mean for it to be an idol at all, but... That's just how I function. Mm-hmm. I'm task to task, job to job, thing yep. to thing. And to cease from that means laziness, and laziness is not acceptable. But when I did relent, right, good. and God also provided the way, he mm-hmm. made that happen too. So it was mm-hmm. easier, I guess, for me to say yes. My kids had things to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the best restorative time. And it wasn't all super spiritual, guys. Yeah. I did not have a prayer time. I did not <laughs> write in my journal. I did not do a big um, worship session with God. Mm. I was lazy. I laid around with my husband. Mm. We ate yummy food. We watched a movie. Then we watched some funny things that made us laugh. And just were. There was nothing super spiritual about it. But my soul was tended because mm-hmm. I ceased from work and I was just mm-hmm. with my husband. That re- you just made me remember my just I've just come out of six days of oh, permission. Yeah, yeah. So I keep the Sabbath and the Sabbath to me is like a day of permission. But I was gonna take this little staycation thing at home where it wasn't really gonna involve my family. It's just something I was gonna do where I was gonna not try not to work, try not to be on social media and 
and read a lot and you know I had some ideas of what I wanted to do I just wanted to give my brain some space right right and it ended up being positively amazing I ended up calling it days of permission because I would say today I give myself permission not to get out of my pajamas until one o'clock yeah. or today I give my pers- self-permission to just sit on my patio and stare and these are things I'm because of the lazy term yes. <laughs> one doesn't I don't usually let myself do it so no, it was so, it was so life-giving I, I want to do it like every week but I can't <laughs> well what is it that you were telling me that someone had said about not perception of um you're like you're presenting. Oh, right. That, so yeah, the, I had to give myself definitely a break from image or impress impression management. There it is. Oh. Impression management. Boy, and I was like, like, ew, what? We put a lot of time ew. into that. What are you saying? What are you saying? Well, to even <laughs> to go off social media to or to not interact with people, friends as much. <sighs> it's like you're afraid. I'm afraid. I'll like say FOMO. Me. Or yes, like, or partly FOMO. Down. Partly letting people down, partly not projecting what you think people want you to be. Oh, what they expect of you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the oldest, so that's a big one. Yeah, I think that's part of why we share that, too. So, yeah, the dancing to expectations of others (laughs) is a phrase that is really, hits me a lot. Because that is what kind of what I've done all my life. So, giving myself permission to not show up for things, to not. I I told a, a friend, nope not going to do that this week okay. she wanted to get together which it normally would be a soul feeding kind yeah, of thing yeah. I was like no I don't feel like it so okay. permission to not do what I didn't feel like doing oh it's lovely oh, well. so that was soul care mm. and yeah you're just like you said it wasn't all spiritual yeah. but it was but it was <laughs> God was but there it was because and I, you needed it you I the, answered his invitation and you answered the invitation that's what it was yeah yeah, yeah. so I think we wanted to make it clear that mm-hmm. This means a lot of things, but boiled down, mm-hmm. um, I thought this was great from Nathan Foster. We simply place ourselves in a position for God to care for us, mm-hmm. attend to our souls, and let His agenda supersede ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a constant, you know, agenda, and it's usually to get things done. <laughs> it's usually to get things done. Yeah. And I think that that's why the invitation was to be lazy. Mm-hmm. And that that's why it would tend to my soul. Right. Counters what you normally mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So that's our pretty much our anchor for you today yeah. is, is pay attention to those places where God has got an invitation for you. And are you following it? Are you following his invitation for you? Are you doing like Lexi did at first and fighting yeah. it? Fighting it. Yeah. Um, because it's... You know, it's not the norm. It's not our normal bent. Yeah. So, yeah, we're probably going to say more on the subject. Pretty big, especially. I just want to say, especially if you're a woman. Yeah. It's a little hard to do self care in itself. It is, but soul care as well. Mm -hmm. It feels selfish, self centered. Mm -hmm. We have a hard time as women giving ourselves permission. Yeah. Like that's why it was important. I think you called it days of permission. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't stop. We don't feel like we can. It's our job to keep taking care of everyone and everything. And why? Why do we? Why do we? Yeah. That's the, that's a great underlying question, I think, to stop and ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. Why does the world rest on my shoulders? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And what happens if the whole to-do list doesn't get checked off? That's what I have to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. Boy, I th- would the world stop? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Would everyone be okay? Would everyone? <laughs> they actually would, but mm-hmm. we function as if it wouldn't. Yeah. So can we, yeah, keep encouraging you guys and ourselves. Take care of your soul. Mm-hmm. Bring it to him. Create space for it. We'll leave you with this blessing for your soul. We bless you with receiving the truth that your father treats you with special care because you are set apart and you belong to him. We bless you with the appreciation that your father knows you by name. Mm. We just leave you with like the thought that you might look for those little things mm-hmm. that he wants to bring to you that would feed your soul. And so with that, we say thank you, friends. Yeah. Bye, Michelle. Bye, Lexi. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. <laughs>